everyone, welcome to a brand new, hopefully we're able to finish this episode of of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me is my good buddy, my friend, my pal, Chris Chavez. What's up, Chris? What's up, dude? Take two. Yep, take two. <laughs> What's up, dude? Part two. That's right. Just so everybody knows, this is the second time we have attempted to try this. The first time, I had to, I got a new microphone, and I was trying to use it, but it wouldn't work. So I had to get my old microphone, and we're like, well, the curse tried. It tried to take us out. We were so brazen. Yeah, we persevered, and we mocked the curse. So what does the curse do? It cuts off Chris's internet. (laughs) Seriously, it was so hilarious. In the middle of my story, and I'm talking, and all of a sudden, Skype goes out, and I realize I lost Johnny. So we have learned, do not mock the curse. (laughs) That's what we've learned. Oh, man, you're right. You respect it. Yeah. Respect you respect it and give it its just dues. Respect the curse authority. That's right. Oh, man. Because it don't mess around. No, it doesn't, dude. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, really? It's not like we had crazy weather yesterday. Nothing. Nothing at all. Just. I don't think people realize. I was telling you this. I don't think people realize how real this curse is. <laughs> I know. When I was texting back and forth with you, I was saying, like, you've called in before and recorded on back issues. Not a problem. Yes. Um, I've had my brother call in, record, not a problem. We've had other, I mean, we've done other things. We did the D- Dungeons and Dragons thing where we're on the line for about three hours, not a problem. That's correct. Every yeah. time we try History Creeps or that's odd, something happens. Yeah, uh, whenever I'm doing any show where I need to use Skype or internet, uh, I rarely, if ever, have an issue except for with this show. This is, it's <laughs> literally, like, uh, we used to joke about it, but now I really think we there is a curse attached <laughs> There's to something to it. <laughs> One of us is cursed, and I hate to tell you, it's either me or you because it's happening on that side. So Carter's out in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know what it is, man, but we're going to try to persevere today. That's right. I think we got two really uh, fascinating and interesting stories today for that side. Yes. Love triangles and love quadrangles and love love seems to be the theme in this one we were saying the first time we tried this. Yeah. Um <laughs> Love yeah. and Tragedy. Love yeah. And, yeah, love and tragedy and, and the macabre. Um and I think I decided we were gonna I was gonna go first. Mine takes place uh earlier than yours in the sixteen hundreds, so I'm gonna dive in if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm jumping in. All right. I'm gonna tell you today about the tragic and often um, brutal love life of Peter the Great. Now, Peter the Great is a historical figure that we really could do an entire episode of History Creeps on. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, he basically, when he took, he was born in 1672. At about 10 years old, uh, he became the Tsar of Russia. His mother made a lot of the decisions, but he was the Tsar of Russia, uh, the ruler of Russia. <laughs> How bizarre. Here he comes. Who's the czar? Who's the czar? Who's the czar? (laughs) Um, Well, that's in our head for the rest of the day. That's it. It's another earworm. Um, But no, so this kid takes control when he's 10 years old, um, and his his mother uh, ends up making a lot of decisions for him. But he would go on to do a lot of big things for the Russian Empire. He ended up expanding a lot of the territories they took over. He westernized their political uh, and military systems. He brought science uh into you know russian culture uh and try to and basically brought them out of medieval times um but what i wanted to talk about today was like i said his love life and and i'm gonna tell you why because this is odd 
Parts of it are a little brutal. Parts of it are a little messed up. So I told you he became czar when he was 10 years old. At about 17, um, his mother uh, set him up with the daughter of a minor noble. Um, and that was his first wife. She selected his first wife. His first wife's name was, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, it's spelled E-U-D-O-X-I-A. So Yudosha, is that how you'd say that, I think? I don't know how else you would pronounce it. Sure. So we're going to call her Yudosha. So he marries this woman, Yudosha, um, in 1689. And a couple years later, he ends up going on a European tour. I don't know if it was a military or a political thing, but he was going around different maybe, countries. <laughs> maybe he was in a rock band. We just didn't know it. <laughs> it was a festival circuit. Uh, yeah. He ends up in the German Quarter, and he falls in love uh, with this peasant woman, and her name is uh, Anna Mons. Okay, so I want you to remember this, because Anna Mons is an important part of this story. Um, he falls in love with her, and he's literally like with her for a couple of years while he's on this tour, and, and, and just you know enraptured. Uh, and um, what ends up happening is... He returns home, 1698, and decides, I don't want to be married to Eudosha anymore. So he dis- and and what he ends up doing is he forces her into a convent. Now they had had three children with each, uh, together. Two of them had died in childhood. One of them uh, survived. His name was Alexi. That's another name that's going to come into play a little later. I'm telling you, this is going to get crazy. So start start paying attention here. Okay, so we got Peter the Great. We got Anna Mons, the mistress in Germany. We've got Eudoja, who's gotten sent to a convent. And their son, Alexei, has got this chip on his shoulder now because he's a little pissed that his mom got sent into the convent, right? Right. Yeah. As any uh, child would be, I would assume, if they were, <laughs> if they were close to your, your mom at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So a couple of years goes by um, after he, he, you know, he's dealing with this woman and putting her in the convent and the whole time Anna's getting a little antsy and she's like, man, Peter must not love me anymore. He probably doesn't like me anymore. So she tries to get his attention and she tries to get his attention by flirting with a, a Prussian diplomat, basically one of the diplomats to her country, um, hoping to get the attention of Peter the great. Uh, and it got his attention. He was pissed. He ends up like, um, kicking her out of her own estate. And placing her under house arrest with her mother and like 30 of her friends. Because she started flirting with another guy to get his attention. And this this dude, this is just the, the, the icing on the cake. Because there's a lot more beneath this icing. Uh, after that, a couple years after that, he ends up meeting another woman. Another peasant woman. Her name was Martha. And he marries her. When he marries her, she changes her name to Catherine. So this is Catherine the First of Russia. Uh, there's no records existing of when they first married in secret, but apparently there was another wedding in 1712. Right after that time, remember his oldest son, Alexei, with yes. Eudosha? Alexei tries to overthrow uh, the emperor and take over. So what does Peter do? Has him arrested and tortured. Uh, maybe that's his way of hugging. <laughs> <laughs> like he tortures his own son uh, until the son confesses, yes, I did this because I wanted to overthrow, uh, you know, my father. And they put him in prison and uh, he dies in prison. He lets okay, his son let me, just rot away. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, when we tried this before yesterday, <laughs> pulling yeah. back the curtain there, uh, you mentioned that uh, this guy was considered one of the 
great leaders, right? Yeah, Peter the Great is like in, in Russian history is considered one of their greatest leaders of all time because of everything he did to modernize Russia, to expand their borders, to to bring uh, you know basically a, a second enlightenment to the country. Um, he's basically revered. However, he had quite a temper. I mean, like, think yeah. about it. Like, remember when you were in high school and you would see people who were dating and somebody cheated on somebody? I mean, what what was some of the worst things you saw? Maybe somebody writing across a locker some words that might not want to be repeated here or, you know what I mean? Or somebody got their car keyed. Um, he was. Yeah. If, or if you were friends with somebody who was uh, in a relationship that ended poorly, you would definitely hear some. Terrible words spewed at the other person. All right. I'm about to take you somewhere darker. I'm going to tell you okay. where P- where Peter the Great goes, okay? Darker than high school? My friend. <laughs> do you remember Anna? Anna Mons, his first mistress, right? Yes. She had a younger brother. His name was Willem. Now, Willem. Was his last name Defoe? <laughs> Willem Mons. Uh, Willem Mons um, was friends with another woman who was pretty close to Catherine the, the first, Peter's wife. Uh, and this woman said, hey, this guy, Willem, he's a hard worker. You should hire him on and he could be like your right hand man. He could be your secretary. He could get all your stuff done for you. And Catherine's like, sure, why not? Right. Yeah. And so she tells Peter, why don't we hire this guy? Peter's like, sure, why not? Willem comes in. A couple of years go by and the whispers begin. What's going on with Willem and Catherine? Right. Peter Uh-oh. hears this. He knows what's going on. Uh-oh. Uh, Yeah. So he has Willem arrested. He has him arrested, though. Not he. What he ends up saying, I forget what it was. It was uh, he had him. Let me think. Uh, where's my notes here? He had him arrested for um, treason, basically treason and embezzlement and breach of trust. He there was all these different things he was trying to pin on him, and everyone knew really it was because he found out that Willem and his wife were doing some funky stuff in the background. Uh, yeah. So he has him put to death, beheaded in front of everyone. You know how they used to do it back in those days. You know, everyone came out to watch somebody's head get lopped off their body. And uh, Willem's head gets chopped off and it gets preserved in a jar of alcohol. You can actually still see it. It's kept. um, I forgot where they said it was. You can find I'll I'll look that up after the show and I'll tell you about it. But it's somewhere in Russia. It's one of these places where you can actually still see the head of this guy. (laughs) Yeah, no lie. Well, um, here's the crazy part. Here's the that's odd part. There's a rumor. There there was rumors that Peter the Great kept that head in a jar in the bedroom and made his wife look at it every single day to remind her of what happens when she crosses him. Well, talk about an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to lose his head over that one. Uh, I got to find out where you can find it. But yeah, you can. St- it's still kept in, in, um, in Russia. Oh, here it is. His head is preserved in alcohol and is still kept in the Kunstkamera. Uh, oh, or is the, yeah, it's the first museum of Russia. What a vacation hotspot. <laughs> uh, apparently, it was established by Peter the Great and completed in 1727. So one of his the pride you know the pride of the museum was this head of the uh, the guy that was messing with his wife. Well, 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 I will say Peter the Great. I mean, as weird and macabre as that is, I get why a museum would be proud of that because that's such a once in a lifetime sort of artifact. I guess if you want to call it that to have. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's and think of the stories you can tell. But I mean, this you can tell guy, a great one now. This guy was brutal, man. Like he tortured oh, yeah. his own son. I guess I mean I know his son tried to overthrow him, but he torch had him tortured. And there's you can actually read certain things that go in depth on the kinds of things that were done to him to force him to, you know, confess that he, you know, he did this to to overthrow his father. Um the first so one, just, the fir- he didn't just tickle him. <laughs> yeah, the first, the, the first wife he has, he gets tired of her, forces her into a convent, forces her. She has no choice in the matter. The first mistress he has, not even his wife, you know, ends up, you know, flirting with another guy and gets arrested with her mother and a whole bunch of friends. Like you're a friend, you're just her friend, and now you can't leave the house. You're under house arrest. You're done. Wow. Step out, you're dead. Like he had, he had, he had quite a uh, a temper and quite a, a weird sense for revenge. Uh, but yeah, he's also considered one of their greatest leaders and one of the biggest people uh, in revolutionizing uh, Russia. Well, I guess you don't really know a person. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. Where, where, what do you got for us today? Well, uh, we're going to go from Russia to uh, Pikeville, Kentucky. Uh, this, if anybody follows American history, they may recognize that place. And the reason they recognize it is this is the area area in which the infamous Hatfields and McCoys took place. Oh, yes. So that's probably what it's well known for. But I found a something that happened there that was even more fascinating to me. We're going to go to 1889. And we're going to meet James Hatcher. James Hatcher would ultimately become a very rich man. Well, rich for Pikeville, Kentucky. He was one of the richest men in their history. So he had two and, cows. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever I heard Hatfields and McCoys, I assumed that Pikeville was like a really uh, dense country. I've been to Kentucky many times. It's a beautiful state. Yeah. But there's a lot of forest there. I mean, a bunch. And you kind of think it's nothing but woods half the time, as if unless you're in like Louisville or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I went actually went to the actual Pikeville, Kentucky website. And they got a lot going on for them right now, it seems. Uh, you know, it's really building up. They got the interstates and stuff. You wouldn't think it'd be the same place that the Hatfields and McCoys were at. But uh, James Hatcher, this is many years before they really developed all that stuff. Uh, he would meet the love of his of his life, Octavia Smith. Octavia is just a great name, by the way. Octavia Smith. They fell in love, and soon after meeting, they got married in 1889. Now, at the very beginning, this marriage was was great. I mean, they were lovebirds to the truest sense. They were always, you know, holding hands and all the lovey-dovey stuff that comes with it. But that would quick, uh, quickly change for the worse. They would have a son in 1891. Now, at this time, childbirth was still not always a that it was not always a given that the child was going to make it. And sadly, that was the case here. The child would die really soon after being born. It wouldn't live very long. And this would cause, as as anyone you know, would be, Octavia became deeply depressed over this. And soon she got really sick. And she got so sick, actually, that she became bedridden. She couldn't get out of bed. Uh, she would sleep all the time. And she just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. And obviously, James was really worried about her. But then eventually, it got even worse than that. She would slip into a coma. Man. And sadly, she would never wake back up. So on May 2nd in 1891, the doctor pronounced that she was dead of unknown causes. Now, uh, during this time, this is uh, it's either spring or summer when this is happening. 
it's really hot in Kentucky. Kentucky, and the reason I know this is because the Kentucky weather is really close to North Carolina weather, and it's very hot and humid in the summers, which is probably anywhere, really. But, you know, it's really super hot and humid on that day. And so they really tried to push up when somebody would pass away. They really needed to, you know, just to put it bluntly, take care of what's happened. Yeah. So uh, they had a funeral for her, and she was laid to rest really soon after. But this is where the story changes. Days later, I'm talking just a few days later, Chris, other people in the, in the area began to have the same symptoms as her. They got really sick. Uh, they became bedridden and eventually fell into a coma. What? And they wouldn't wake up. But the difference here is they actually would wake up a little later. Uh-oh. It was discovered that apparently a certain fly, or this is one of the, I don't think they actually ever came up with the real thing that it was, but a lot of scientists assumed there was a certain kind of bug or a fly that caused it that when it would bite people. Huh. So James obviously noticed this. All these people were having the same symptoms as his wife, but they were waking back up. Oh, so God. you got to know in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh no, I have to make sure that this didn't happen to her. So oh, he orders and gets it done to have her body, uh, you know, dug back up. How long had it been in there now? Uh, it had only been a little bit. I can't, I didn't get an actual timeline oh, okay. on that. Okay. It wasn't too long though. I mean, it had to be a little bit just because. The other people were getting sick. I would yeah. say this is just a, at least two weeks at the very least. Oh, no. Oh, God. So he had her casket dug up and and opened it, which just that moment right there, I couldn't imagine being him. No. I mean, just, just a dread. And you're, I mean, you're either going to see something you don't want to see, or either way, you're just seeing your dead wife, either way. Yeah. Well, when they opened it, she was there, and, of course, she was gone. She had passed away, but the lining inside the casket had been torn and been ripped to shreds. Her nails were, you could tell they had been bloody and messed up. And apparently what had happened was she had woken up inside this casket and tried to claw herself out and she couldn't do it. That's just horrible, man. So he was overcome with grief as you, as anybody would be. And like I said before, he became one of the wealthiest men in this area and he would actually uh, build a hotel later on, but he built this hotel at an angle in which he could always see her grave. Now, the reason that I say this is you can go today to her grave site, and the reason you'll know it is because, and you can actually look this up, Chris, if you want to. I Googled it and looked at all the pictures uh-huh. of it. Uh, just look up Octavia Smith and your f- grave site, and you'll see it. He had it had like a statue built on top of her gravestone of a of a. I guess it's supposed to be of her. And he built his hotel where he could see that every day. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's it's honestly a beautiful grave marker, but yeah, it's that I don't think a hotel is there today. I think it's become something else by now. But it's just this whole story was was just heartbreaking to me. No kidding. Where'd you come across this one? I actually originally heard it on a uh, episode, on something on um. What's that show called? That museum show that we oh, both like. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mysteries at the Museum. Yeah, yeah. And then I really dug into it, because they kind of just give you like a brief yeah, glimpse a little of, touch. of it, sort of. Yeah. So I really do- uh, dove into this, and it was just, it was fascinating, and it was sad, and it was tragic, and it was really odd. Yeah, that's crazy, Dan. It really is. 
two yeah, so two stories of uh different kinds of love i guess yeah both are love and lost really for sure for sure yeah we kind of ended this on a down note <laughs> <laughs> oh man but sometimes that's just how that's how it is um yeah. i'm just glad we made it through <laughs> yes yeah, here. and then all yeah. of a sudden it's just gonna cut out hey what well, ha- what if we just like what if you just like ended the episode right there and just no. <laughs> the listeners are like, what the hell's going on? Why so much silence? Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let you know where you can find me on the social medias. And then Johnny will take us out. Uh, as always, this is uh, our history creeps. That's that presents uh, that's odd. You can find history creeps on Facebook. Go over there and check us out. Uh, the history creeps podcast is also on our network, B I C B P dash radio.com as well as my other podcast back issues, comic book podcast. Go check that one out. See any of those shows you like head over to iTunes or stitcher, subscribe, comment, rate, let us know how we're doing. Um, we also have an Instagram account at history creeps. Um, and I think that's about it, Johnny. You can find my art at Johnnyism28 on Instagram, as well as the other show that I do on this very same network called Retro Blist. Do it with my buddy Trevor. We talk about old school video games. You can find that as well on iTunes and Stitcher. And also we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and both of those are at Retro Blist. Please join. We love talking to people who love old video games like us. Also, I think I have a couple shows coming soon, but I don't want to give those away just yet. <laughs> But uh, one of them, I will say, may knock us back into oblivion. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, snaps. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And also another one that I'm really looking forward to, but I can't talk about it just yet, I don't think. Shh. But uh, that's it for me. Chris, you got anything else before I send us away? I'm good to go, man. Good talking to you again, and I see you guys next week. All right, guys. As always, stay on.